podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Labrooks are kindly supporting this podcast by giving you up to £50 of free bets when you sign up and enter the promo code LAD50. Just click the link in the podcast description to get it now. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Josh, psychic Josh Landy, is here sitting by my side. As ever, I'm, uh, I'm right here for you, Boyd. I'd like to make uh, two apologies about the last podcast. One is uh, I sounded like I was kind of in another room because I wasn't speaking close enough to the mic. I am now. And if I, at any time, don't speak this close to the mic, Josh, you have to stop me okay. and tell me to speak close to the mic. The listeners won't mind. No, because no. I think they'd be more annoyed that I sound like I was in another room than the fact that I'm in the same room and speaking close to the mic. We'll make sure it doesn't And the second thing I wanted to apologise for was I think, I listened back, which I very rarely do, (laughs) I hardly ever listen to, because you don't listen to yourself spouting off, do you? But I listened to it back because someone said to me, you didn't really um, address, like, Welbeck's injury, the full kind of horror of the fact that our attacking lineup is essentially now weaker than it was last season. I was like, you're kind of right, yeah, we didn't, but that's because it just happened that kind of afternoon. And I think we're all in a bit of shock about it. And so I feel like he's right, actually. We didn't really... So we should have been even more negative last week than we were. We were kind of quite sensible in a way. I feel we touched upon it. And we touched upon it. And maybe because we discussed it before we went on air, I think. Yeah, maybe. And we were all sort of saying, obviously the club had kept this secret until after the window closed. I think it was just... I mean, what what, was there to say? Well, all I was going to say is we're in the pathetic situation of having a weaker squad than we did last season. But you see, just, just think, boy, Joel Campbell wouldn't have been able to come on off the bench probably right, if Welbeck okay. was fit, because he might have left the club. So you thank, love Joel Campbell. We'll, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to Joel Campbell. Anyway, we have got two very good guests as well. I just wanted to make those apologies first. Uh, Will, little Will is here. Little Will AFC on Twitter. Hello. A.K.A. Will Sparks. Absolutely. A.K.A. Arsenal Football Club. Sometime employee. Let's get it clear. <laughs> Is that I mean, there were three aliases in the space of 10 seconds, yeah. yeah. Will, Little Will, and uh, yeah, show people uh, You do actually show stuff. people around the yeah. Emirates, is that correct? Yeah, it's nice. Got a private, tour, nice. next, uh, got a private tour next Who week. Who are you taking next mm-hmm. week? I think I'm taking RBS around. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, 50 of RBS. That's good. Stuff. Oh, like the bank, not like I was thinking someone's yeah, like, yeah. R- like it's not, not the whole RVP. That's not, not a new rapper. Robin. That's right, though, yeah, there was. Not the whole bank. No, some of the bank. Some of the bank. Do they have a box at the Emirates RBS? Probably. Probably. It's, it's a long way to walk around all the boxes, I think. I mean, well, I thought you should know your encyclopedic knowledge of a club. I'll find out for you. Okay, okay I'll thank find you. Out. Next time. Uh, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, Will is here. And I feel because partly, I mean, not completely, but because, partly because he works for the club, he probably can't be that horrible about Arsene Wenger. But uh, also, I mean, you'll be honest. Nah, Will tells it how it is. Will tells it how it is, he does. But traditionally, we've had you on a few times, and traditionally you're quite, you're definitely like broadly pro-Wenger. Is that fair to say? Is that fair? I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to establish the balance situation. I don't know. This podcast seems to be drawn as just the are you anti-arson, are you pro-arson? Not just this podcast, I, Will. Life. Life, life for an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I'm I'm pro Arsenal is what I am. I'm pro pro Arsenal. I go watch Arsenal and watch Arsenal in football matches. And if the manager in charge is the right man for the job, I'll I'll say so. If he's doing stuff wrong, I might point it out. Good point. Well, well, okay, fair enough. (laughs) But we also have Ari Last, Ari Last, who is, let's face it, one of the most staunch 
opponents, I think it's fair to say, fair. of Arsene Wenger of, that we've had on the podcast. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Very and good. I doubt very much whether last night's events have in any way uh, altered that view. In fact, they've probably rammed it home to a massive extent. Is that fair enough? Uh, I d- they haven't altered it. I don't, I don't think it could be rammed home. My, have, my view on him is the same view as it was about seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So seven, eight years? Not, not, not changing. That's a long time, isn't it? Um, That's like Dan Baldwin levels of uh, negativity. Hmm. Um, well, I was with them. We should, so we should mention um, Josh has done a splendid menu. Obviously, the, the event's going to be dominated by last night's outrageous, uh, tragic performance. Um, but uh, I, we did. I went to Stoke as well. Did you go to Stoke, Josh? Or were you organising some lavish hospitality somewhere? It doesn't matter. Anyway, I went with um, Dan Baldwin, who used to be. Regular. I was away, Boyd. I was, oh, well, I was right? in okay. Israel last week. Oh, I was trying to forgot. There you go. Sorry. Anyway, it was quite. It was good. We were good against Stoke. But I mean, I saw the game. I yeah. thought we were excellent. But I'm going to wrap up that whole section of the podcast by saying we were good. But you'd expect us to be, and we did exactly yeah. what we always do. Okay, so the good yeah. performance you're giving yeah. tw- 20 seconds in the intro, basically, no in acknowledgement. Which the manager you made just... the right decisions. He did the right players. He did. You're right. He made a bold decision playing your favourite player up top no, and scoring a goal. The, the right decision. I'm not how okay. bold it was. Okay. But <laughs> okay. The obvious decision. Ooh. Oh, steady. Um, no, it, I was pleased by, by everything. On Saturday, which then made the whole... And also the atmosphere was pretty good. Were you there, Will? Oh, no, you were away as well, weren't you? No, I was in Scotland, yeah. You are in Scotland. Ari just probably boycotted. <laughs> anyway, no, there was a good atmosphere. And um, generally, it was a really good day. But the whole... So it almost underlines, this is my point about last night, is I was feeling very positive, actually, after Saturday's game, even though you expected to be Stoke, blah, 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 because he did pick the right team. Um, I thought we looked much better, much more vibrant, pacey, um, with Theo, but not just Theo, with various other you know issues. Just generally, the setup for me is better. And so, and then last night happened. <laughs> but isn't it a shame that we're so boo hurrah? Not really. Why, why well, the has it team is boo hurrah like... because it's it's him, it's them. It's like if we if he'd have played more or less the same team, you know, or maybe one and or then, two alterations. But what, two, and then two, they'll win against Stoke at home. It doesn't need analysing on a <laughs> podcast, does it? I mean, that's I like that's, I do it's to be that. expected. And if it gets to the point we we need to start doing that, then. Something's wrong at the club. But that's not the big issues. I think that need that need real uh, analysis, Josh. No, I think you you it's can give it to. I agree. There's more important issues to talk about as well. But then just to completely gloss over what was a, a good performance since we did our last, our last podcast is maybe slightly disrespectful. You're calling for Walcott to go up front. He's gone up front. Yeah, yeah. and but he should be up front but, now right, every time. No, no, I disagree. <laughs> Let's just move on then to Zagreb. No, what, no. what were you unhappy with, Boyd? Last, what, I mean, what particular? Okay. When you saw the team, were, yeah. you, were you unhappy? Maybe, yes. Obviously, I want to hear Ari yeah, and Will. So, first of all, I mean, I was. I think it was unnecessary at this stage to rotate to the extent he did. I think you know. I, mean, I know we're playing Chelsea on Saturday, but it's all about momentum. We've, we have. It's like year after year, we've never learned. You know, this kind of game. First of all. For all kinds of reasons. A, we need to do well in this group. We, you know, we need to. We, it's no, by no means certain we're going to qualify. We definitely won't win the group. But do so you think we won't qualify? No, I'm saying it's by no means certain. That's do you think we will? Uh, no, we probably will because okay. that's the one thing we're good at. One of the things we're good at is qualifying mm. in this stage. But still, it was a very bad start. Yeah. And I think the momentum we had from Saturday's game with the right kind of team and the right kind of performance is immediately lost by fiddling around with the team. I think it, 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 we just know that our second string of certain players, particularly Arteta, I wouldn't have minded so much you were up front. Let me, you ask the question. I wouldn't have minded so much you were up front. Partly, all right, give Walker a rest or whatever, but actually I think he needs more and more games to get him, to keep him on this run. But 
Arteta should be nowhere near our squad, let alone walking onto the pitch as an option in midfield in that kind of game. I mean, he was a disaster area from start to finish. Actually, I mean, even the, thing, the one thing he's good at, which is passing the ball, even that he wasn't doing last night. I think, night. It's, I think it's harsh to really gun Arteta. I, 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 li- I like the guy, I like him. Oh, as I like a the guy as well, I like him decent, as a person. Decent, decent squad met. player. Um, yeah, I agree. He's not. He's not. Shouldn't be a first. But he was player, terrible last but, night. Though. Yeah, that's he was poor last night. I, think, I don't blame. I blame Wenger for still keeping him. You know. Anyway, anyway that's just one. That's that's the, these these are the reasons why. Bon, bon why I'm not happy with. Okay. Giroud personifying everything wrong with him in one game. I mean, the thing he's supposed to do is hold the ball up. Obviously, he was pathetic at that. Pathetic red card, which is totally his fault. Wenger kind of said he shouldn't have got second booking. Once you are booked, then it's his job then to make sure he doesn't get booked. He's a forward. Doesn't need to fucking tackle. Go anywhere near. Anyway, so that infuriated me and the whole general everything every single thing you underlined all of our issues mm. so apart from that it was great but can I just ask Uri maybe about that team last night because you talk about all these changes and there yep. were six changes and that is a lot to go from one game to the next but then if you actually boil it down you go Kieran Gibbs now with Luke Shaw being out is England's left back because Baines is also injured so it's I don't not have a problem ma- with it it's <laughs> not well, a because Shaw down. broke his leg the night before picking Gibbs was the right thing to do no no I'm saying, that you, I'm saying bringing Kieran Gibbs is effectively England's left back he's an England squad left back Debussy is a French international Giroud you know plays up front for France the only one I really have a problem with is Arteta and everyone was making out these six changes ridiculous and actually we've got our toughest game of the season if you look at the last few years there's no fixture we've been worse in than Chelsea away so I expected changes so So when everyone was going mad all these six changes I was like well if I'd have picked a team I don't think I'd have done it hugely different well Wenger one thing I was pleased about last night was after many years you think Wenger's lost like the ability to surprise you you can normally pick his team for him but actually the audacity of the man to now start rotating in the first game of the Champions League I mean that is that is just unbelievable that is kind of turning things on its head this isn't the FA Cup the Carling Cup this isn't even the latter parts of the Champions League to do it in the first game of the Champions League is just ridiculous frankly and I think it highlighted this whole firstly the other thing is did anyone really give a fuck about the, these group games in the Champions League anymore I mean they are boring first and foremost and secondly yeah we'll probably muddle through in the end and it it kind of throws a big light on the whole fallacy of like let's let's ensure we finish fourth every year for these amazing glory nights in Zagreb that we saw last night it's it's largely pointless um the Petr Cech thing as well you know why, oh, yeah, why drop yeah. Petr Cech? Well, not why bring him it. on the bench all the way to Zagreb yeah, to sit down on the bench? Ridiculous. I'll tell you why, though, just to interrupt briefly. The, question, the answer to that is obvious, and it's the same answer to the why play Arteta and why keep Arteta, to keep people happy. Because Wenger is more concerned now with keeping a happy, you know, let's, let's, give, let's give Ospina a game, just keep him happy, well, rather than do the thing. No, 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 I'm not saying we lost. It's a, it's a collective. We lost because of all the decisions he made last night and the crapness of the team, the players. But all of these decisions... I like to keep everyone happy. Uh, keep Arteta happy. Okay. No, it's not important to keep him happy. The important thing is to have good, strong midfield players with power and dynamism who can tackle. And Arteta isn't one. Everyone hails Mourinho. He made a similar number of changes last They're night. They're on a terrible losing streak. Yeah, he had to make changes. I think as well. I think as well, he made changes get... because he's got Arsenal Saturday. He knew he could get away with making them. Well, and they are and on they were home, home, to, home to Maccabi Tel Aviv. We I, won and he made changes. They lost and he made changes. Yeah. I think those are two very different things. I think to be positive, because I often get accused of just being purely negative, I think the more negative I am, find myself being about Wenger, I find myself defending our players a lot, right? I actually think um, positives, I think Gabriel 
played oh, yeah, well he was good. Yeah. Uh, and is a really good player. He looks like a really, really good player. I think Giroud gets such an unfair ride. First, like it was from the media in the past. Now it seems like it's from Arsenal fans. I think he's a really good player who's done really, really well for the team. He's not an Aguero. He never will be. There aren't that many players that are. I, I, again, last night was a ridiculous sending off. I it mean, was ridiculous. Blame him for but that. do you not think, I, this is going to sound ridiculous, but aren't we all a bit responsible for Giroud sending off last night? Because if the bloke felt more confident in himself and didn't get any abuse and didn't have this like weight on his shoulders that he's not quite good enough and everyone thinks he's what good abuse? but not great and what? not Abuse. You he didn't get abuse in the ground. The supporters were cheering his name. He had it for France the other day. That he gets abuse on international level. You can't help but People feel that from. you talk on this podcast for. for I'm the sure last two years. Giroud's not bothered about what the fuck. Getting, like, was there not no, a lot of groans at Stoke? No groans. Oh well, there was groans, but he was. He still. He, no, not a lot. Of, he doesn't Against get people Liverpool, booing. It felt like oh come on, players. I'm just saying he's got a weight on his shoulders that maybe unfairly he shouldn't have. It's not. He is only as good as he can be. It's not his fault that we haven't signed another world class striker. There's probably a bit of him that would quite like a better version of him at the club <laughs> to like help the club possibly win trophies, and it's not his fault. And I kind of felt the frustration was there because his his two bookings last night were you know were ridiculous. The first one is pure frustration. It's it's a stupid booking, and the second one I agree with Ari. I just think he's unlucky. It's yeah, not really a booking. I, I don't think we should overanalyze it. I think yeah, in another game, ninety percent of the time he's not getting booked. For he that. doesn't even get one. He doesn't booking. even know the players there. He's kind of sweeping to clear, and we'd all kind of move on. I don't think there's like too much to read into the. Giroud thing from last night it was just terrible refereeing not the reason we lost I'm not blaming the ref on that but I'm, I'm less angry about the ref, red card decision to be honest in fact we played we were better after he went off the pitch that's how bad he was when no, he was on the pitch we were good the first time no no minutes. no we weren't we were, we were ineffectual we were, we were fine we were sitting back we were doing what we do we were not Posing problems at all, and he missed. He's missed his chance. Can we talk about one of the players you Will, let's Will. Let's, what's Will's, Will's opinion about okay, Giroud? Then I'm going to take. Let's get Will on Giroud about Giroud. Okay, firstly about Giroud, and second, tiny bit about the game. Yeah, about Giroud. First of all, it's not his fault. He's picked. Okay, no, I agree with that. It's it's not his fault. He's picked, and he has shown glimpses of maybe uh, seeing seeing fire or seeing red before. I remember home to QPR yeah. um, last season. He, he saw red and he put his face. Was it Rio Ferdinand? Yeah. Uh, you know, he can do that. But the, the thing is, I, he's our only striker. We've got to back him. The away fans in the first season of Olivier Giroud's, uh, in Olivier Giroud's first season, I say, were pivotal to helping him get some confidence. They sung his name every game. And we could see he was maybe not up to it. Uh, his first game against Sunderland, he missed a narrow chance. And he missed the same sort of chance the next game at Anfield. And I think a lot of Arsenal fans sort of made their mind up then. But they know... There's a lot of players that play for Arsenal, and especially when you're playing away, that need backing. Giroud's such a confidence player. He he revels in people loving him. He loves himself, I think. I, you can see that when he gets a goal and he's on a streak, he loves himself. He loves, yeah, I agree with uh, that. He loves his rapport with the crowd. <laughs> he definitely loves himself. Um, but he's, he's our only striker. Well, Welbeck's out through no fault of his, obviously, and no fault of anyone's, really. I mean, you get injured. That's it, you get injured. Um, it'd be nice if we signed another striker. Of course it was. I personally, and I know this is like not telling the company line or whatever, it's not telling any line. I don't think there are that many players out there that would thoroughly improve in that position. I'm not talking about other positions up front that you can say you can put in and you can guarantee a superior return than Giroud. Um, but well, Theo, what about Theo Walcott? No, eleven goals in eleven games. Eleven goals in eleven games. You know, we eleven goals in eleven games. You know, we had a little bit last season, boy, about the United Arsenal. Yeah, 
to, firstly, I don't know if we ever said to that, but we'll move on. To be fair to you, I think I, I owe you uh, 50p, uh, 50p, 50 pounds. My bet to offer that is this. Go on. Olivier Giroud to score more goals than Theo Walcott this well, season. That's, but that's unfair, <laughs> but because that's yeah, unfair, that's based yeah. on the moronic decision by the manager to play more than Theo Walcott. But I, I, think, I, think I, think I can't Walcott. be responsible for that. It, if it's the goals per ratio, let's do it goals per game ratio. Yes, I'll bet you that, definitely. Any Just time. appearing in the game. What, no, what is at the end of the season? What is goals per game ratio? Is that's a fair uh, reflection? Right, the Walcott thing's frustrating though because whether you think he can play the number nine role or whether you think he can't, right? Let's for once and for all, like actually decide it. Right, give the guy yes. a run yes. of fifteen games, yes. back him, yes. and then change. I, I think I always think there's a lot to learn in business. Uh, football and business can be like very, you know, very. You can uh, relate to it quite a lot and manages decisions. In a company, right? You set a strategy, you pick a strategy, you go with it for a certain period of time. You try and execute against it. If it doesn't work, you change. With Walcott, if you think he can play the role and you want to give him a chance, give him a chance for several months. Don't like leave it forever and ever yeah. and ever. Yeah. And then and then say, you know what? I gave it a chance. The guy has never given a chance. Absolutely. All he's ever done, but. right, is have is score goals at a fantastic rate, right? Finish chances like he did last night in that style since he was sixteen when he joined, right? What does the guy need to do to just get a run of 15 games? You cannot take a guy and people in say, and out of the team you, and, and expect people him say to do before it. Josh comes in, I agree completely 100% with you, not just because I love him and I'm his, effectively his, his spiritual father, but you're absolutely right. And the other thing is, is that people say this thing about him missing chances. It doesn't fucking matter. If he's scoring 11 goals in 11 games, if he's helping us win games, he nearly helped us draw that game last night in, in a diabolical, with 10 men in a diabolical performance. I, I, I it does not matter how many chances he misses. I, Every strike in the world misses chances. It's, the important thing is they score and he scores regularly and also he works much better with Ozil. What's the one of paying Ozil and Giroud? Ozil was making those through balls as, as the expert pundits said last night on BT Sport, all of them united in, the, in agreement with Ari and me, Theo has to be given a regular run up front in that team. Josh? The, the only argument, I guess, what you, against what you're saying, and I, I see the point of view that you can only learn from a sustained period of time, but in business you can face the same kind of influences on your on your business every every week. And in, in football you play different sorts of opposition. And in that respect, I feel there are games where I would... Like when we went to Crystal Palace the other week, I was desperate that Giroud was the one up front. And, and maybe that's the problem. Why? I, ju- I just fell for that game against Scotland, Delaney. It was going to be deeper, it was going to be tougher defensively, we were going to have to hold the ball up more, and Olivia Giroud did the role pretty well that day. Yeah, I, I take your point to a degree, but I don't think the variance we can look at so much that you can't give a guy a sustained period of, of, of time in that position. I personally think he can do the role because he's got great pace and he's a great finisher. Um, he just, you know, now it's become almost like a spotlight on him every time he starts. Like yeah. everything he does yeah. is like over-scrutinised every chance he misses. And I think we need to say, well, is it becoming a bit like this Lampard, Gerrard, England midfield sock? Like, can Walcott play up front? Can he not? It's going on for years and years. Either say, no, you're not a striker, mm. a striking option for me. Just playing on the And right. it wouldn't matter so much, sorry, well, before you come in, it wouldn't matter so much if Wenger himself doesn't keep saying it himself that he thinks Theo is a good striker and can play up front and yet he's only doing it at best 50% of the time at best and it's completely unfair Will I think I like I like Ari's uh, business analogy but also you've simply got to look at football in the highest level in the world tactically the FA Cup final Theo took Aston Villa to shreds because Tim Sherwood decided to play four fairly sluggish defenders on his halfway line. If you give Theo that space, 
Theo Walcott will score goals against you. But how many home games have you sat at the Emirates where you are bored to hell of teams sitting back on their own six-yard line and chucking that? You talk Crystal Palace, you're talking teams under Alex McLeish, Phil Brown, Tony Pulis. Even Liverpool the other way. Liverpool the other way. Liverpool, by the way, the other were a joke. You know, if that's mm. Liverpool these days, they want to come for a draw. This is Liverpool. Their goalkeeper's time-wasting in the Emirates. That Liverpool, they can have that. That's fine. That's, but I'm digressing. If you're telling me Theo Walcott has the creativity and the nous to work out defenders say like Damien Delaney or Ryan Shawcross who well, effectively will close yeah. them out I know yeah. I know he's called against Saturday yeah. but I I don't think Theo is the answer up front people keep saying time. that Will and, I, and you keep saying it, I'm not having a go at you but everyone keep, but it's, it's an absolute it's just a cliche it's, I mean Rio it's not, Ferdinand. It's, it's not Rio Ferd- I know Rio Ferdinand on BT Sport last night. One of one of the great. I know he's a twat, but one of the great defenders of recent years said he'd much rather play against Giroud than Walcott. He'd much rather play against a tall bloke with his back to goal, who you know exactly what he's going to try and do, than someone with pace and unpredictability like Theo Walcott. And I'm sorry, I, with you know, I take all. I mean, most Arsenal fans, I think, agree with you probably about Theo. For some, I don't understand why, but it's the actual reality. Situation is we've watched that that scenario you painted it time and time again where we try and beat our tactics are the same and predictable that's not down to Theo but he has the capability and I've seen it many many times where in the end he does unlock the defence mm-hmm. in the end actually in those scenarios the point is Wenger has to work out a way of utilising our best finisher and best at this moment in time as you say we've only, it's either Shiro or, Jiro or Theo some people say we should try Alexis maybe but he's got to work out the way of, of deploying him and making the tactics work against that kind of situation it's mm-hmm. down to him it can be done other teams do it all the time with that kind of player up front and I, and I say I take what Rio Ferdinand said that he'd rather play against yeah, Theo and, and I'd say um, if, that's your, if that's the view of, of you Will and Wenger like this is a striker who can't play against every team he needs mm-hmm. to like one then I'd say he's not a striker then I'd say he's not Arsenal's you can't uh, a, a really top striker uh, isn't someone you don't look at like an Aguero or a Benzema or a Gwyn and, and his manager don't think oh we're playing yeah, Crystal right. Palace this week so I'm going to put him in right now we seem to have two strikers that no one really backs properly like Giroud's good for certain games Walcott's good for other games so if the view and fair enough if the view is Walcott is only good against certain teams and I would say he is not Arsenal's answer as a striker my view is I'm not sure that's true so let's give him a proper go against all teams all opposition all scenarios and give him a proper chance but if he's a guy who's only going to be good at 50% of the opposition then he's not the answer full stop I agree let's have this bigger this this uh Bigger picture. I like this sentence you have written, Josh, on the, in your notes, which says, is there a danger of overreacting to last night? We had 10 men for an hour, had plenty of possession of the ball, plenty of time to recover in the group, question mark. Ari, what do you think? Are we overreacting? Yeah, I think, I think everyone is overreacting. Like, my view is here, like, what are people surprised at? Watching, you know, I want to slam apologies if this applies to people around the table, but I like, slap people in the face sometimes. Who watches that game last night slap and is surprised? Right? Who watches that game last night uh, and overreacts to it? I mean, we've seen it uh, a million times. Times this is but this it's supposed is to be different this, this year. We, I wish we had Le Grove and um, Pedro. Pete, he was Pete, so enthusiastic. He was in well, our was it our first podcast this season? Yep, I think it was. So. Pete said we had discussed this right, and he he said and he he, you know, Pete's pretty much almost as negative about Wenger as you are. It has been traditionally, but. He said on the podcast that he'd spoke to mem- people inside the club. They'd, everyone had assured him, all these like behind-the-scenes people, the fit, new fitness setup, that we weren't going to make the same kind of mistake and have the same kind of performance like we did against Monaco last year, this year. It was all going to be different. 
it was exactly the same kind of thing last night as far as I'm concerned that's the shame of it you know, it's like well we're sp- it's supposed to be different this time but of course it's not look it's the same in the sense we lost our first game in the Champions League we did last year albeit we played Dortmund last year a much uh, superior opposition to a pot four team in Zagreb but there's loads of time to recover we just can't really afford a slip up now in any of our home games as long as we win the three um, home games or you know, beat uh, Olympiacos away and take a point at least off Bayern. You know, it'll be hard pressed to see us not getting out of this group. So there's time to recover, but it it means the inevitable tough round of 16 game. But we knew that was that was coming anyway. Really, being in the group with Bayern Munich. Can I just raise a, a point about your favourite son, your other favourite son, Alex Oxley Chamberlain? I don't think he got enough criticism for his role in their first <laughs> he goal. He didn't get enough criticism. That's harsh. I mean, he was just totally switched off they had a player like that is a it was a rare thing in football where you can see the pass like and you're like pass it pass it and it, only, and it happens a second later usually it's too late but he was so out of position Oxlade Chamberlain they had ability to play that pass a second later and the guy was still on side and of course he came back so late and he ended up you know I'm, the own goal is kind of he, he can't do anything about it but it's yeah. because he was so horribly positionally out of play and that yeah. that is sometimes a question mark against him he doesn't give you that defensive stability others do I wouldn't disagree he's not my I, I don't have nearly as much uh, not obsession. since he didn't have a picture not, <laughs> since he didn't have a photo <laughs> with not, you outside no. chat while oh, exactly, Premier exactly yeah right. I remember yeah um he was busy. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I totally see the flaw in the Oxford Chamberlain situation. But equally, I think sometimes it's just worth... Again, it's like he's never given. You know, he's kind of played... He's brought on as a substitute when we're losing. You know, I, I think... I, can we judge him for all those types of performances? Or when he plays from the starting games, you know, and he make, he's a very... He has, he, I think he gives the team at his best a dynamism, a power that perhaps some other players lack in the squad. But I'm not one of those people who thinks we should be playing every single game from the start, though. What's your, vision, what's your view of the Ox? Chamberlain's a really talented footballer. He, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how anyone can write him off at this stage in his career, firstly. Like Josh uh, just says. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> As a giant. But uh, I, I think... I think the Ox, the Ox can easily frustrate people though because you know you see him do give you do see him give the ball a lot of the time. I, I remember a game away at Sunderland when we lost two 0 in the FA Cup. He showed glimpses of it then. He gave the ball away, ran all the way back to his own box, and ended up scoring an own goal. Oh yeah. He does lose possession in some quite silly places and some quite silly incident instant uh, instances. Instances. Thank you, Josh. Right. This is microphone. It's quite intimidating. It's not right in my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I really like him. I think. If we're going down this route of kind of picking up on every player's faults, and then that doesn't that lead you to the kind of conclusion that it's just the team, the team effort wasn't good enough. I mean, I don't know. Ari said we didn't. He didn't know. He, sorry, what, what did you say? He, what, what should people expect? Basically, Ari was yeah. saying, "I'm with Ari again in, in a slightly different way." You play a left back who a left back and a right back who have hardly played. Gabriel's been in England for a, not even a year. Um, Arteta hasn't started a game for nine months. Chamberlain doesn't start all the time. Mm. Uh, Cazorla is seen as somewhat uh, a weak partner to any defensive midfielder. And you're playing David Ospina, who's that's his first start of the season as well. It's like putting the B team out in a high school game. It, and yeah. everyone not having a good connection with each other. But that's, yeah, it's you're about, right. The defence is about partnerships. Mm. The midfield is about communication, etc. Yeah. And it, 
I don't know. They're unbeaten for 42 games, Zagreb. Mm. I did make the mistake of going on Twitter saying we're 2-0 down to a pub team. But, but it is their first win team. in the competition since 1999. How many times have they played in the they, Champions League I mean, since they've had three what? campaigns. I, think it's about I, think, it's I don't know. I'm, not, I'm no expert on that Selective league. in the use of facts is fantastic. <laughs> I know, but I'm equal, either way, I just think, actually, if you'd have played the, the, the team, roughly the team that played on Saturday, we would have won then, that quite easily. I, they weren't great. They're not a good If we get something at Chelsea, he's slightly vindicated because he'll bring oh, up the well, we're now in this classic thing. Thanks. Let's move on. Yeah, you're right. He can't Bef- win. Bef- but let's move on to the Chelsea. But can I, shall we just read out what we, what Arsenal actually oh, yeah, said? Before you do that, game. can I just say might say one thing about the, can remind people about the dream team situation? Oh, right. of course. Someone <laughs> did very amusingly tweet me last night that I have to change. I don't have to change my all Theo based dream team. You <laughs> Although, only play your team is just Theo in midfield, and then people that much, don't play. Yeah. How much, do you know how many points I've got? I'm just looking up now. If only we'd discussed this beforehand. Oh, sorry. I think I'm on like Small minus. Are you, are you in the Dream Team League? No, the well, fa- Fantasy Premier League, I'm afraid. Oh, boo. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We'll move on. Well, well, let me tell you now. There's still time to join the footballistically Arsenal Dream Team. Yes, there bloody is Dream Team League. Go to www.dreamteamfc.com, register a team for free, then join our league by entering the PIN number 839493. Oh, a signed T-shirt, a signed shirt to a player picked out randomly, and lots of prizes throughout the season. And we've signed up with Labbrooks to bring you exclusive betting odds. In fact, I can give you this. This is interesting, actually. Before we talk about the Chelsea, I know you want to talk about those Arsenal quotes, but we're currently two to one to win at Stamford Bridge on Saturday, which seems to me vaguely extraordinary. Mm, yeah, because that's not going to happen, is it? We'll, we'll get on to the so low price. Good value. We'll get on to the that. Um, and so the Labrooks have a special promotion listeners this weekend if you have a bet on the outcome of the game i.e. home win draw or away win and we and Chelsea both score your losing stakes will be refunded up to £25 and that's for new Labrooks customers and existing ones and we've also got a new app while I'm reading all this stuff out we've also got a new app uh, Android app so, which apparently is even better than the iTunes version of the app so if you haven't got this yet follow the link from arsenalpodcast.net what are you going to say? Um, I was going to read out the comments Do from uh, from Wenger after the game, but first we should congratulate Tim West for being top of our footballistically uh, dream team. I'm trying to see how low you are. I'm, I'm 80th out of 123. What's your team called? Theo's? Theo's dead, I think. Theo's dead. I feel like I've just scrolled past. There you are, 95th out of 123. So, uh, how many points have I got? You've got apparently uh, 118. Oh, that's good. I thought I'd be minus. I, I think you just get minus. some for entering. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, Wenger's <laughs> comment, comments after the game about just about changing the team because we're going to move on to Chelsea. Yeah. He said, you know that when you don't win the game, you have to look at yourself and think, I didn't get it right. I personally don't believe the players who came in had a bad game. It just didn't work. We know we have to do that again. We may be a bit unlucky and maybe lack cohesion or some competition in some situations. I have to analyse that. It's very difficult to give you a definite answer straight after the game. And yet I was listening to Five Live straight after the game. They had a few fans yeah. call in. And they were all having a go and saying that Wenger were making excuses. I think he took it upon himself actually yesterday. I think he did accept that maybe he got a few of those team selections wrong. And I think that's kind of encouraging. That's, it wasn't the old yeah, school. To, to I didn't fair, see it. Don't yeah, know what happened. That, I agree with you. That his comments were as close as he would possibly get to an acknowledgement that he fucked it up. No, but I, I think it's classic. But like Wenger, how many times he comes out after a game and he'll be like, we lack cohesion. We weren't in the battle in the first 15 minutes. And he Does just he lists say- the things wrong, which are his fault, right? And you're thinking to yourself, like, you know, who's, you know who was responsible for all of those things, right? Like, he just lists, he lists them out and he, and he gets away with it because people give him d- a d- Does he say right. we lack cohesion a lot? Because there was a discussion about this on Twitter last night. It's just a side issue. No, but, but he said it last night as oh, yeah, just right, an example. Yeah, yeah. But he'll so, say, you know, we'll lose, yeah. we'll, we'll, 
in the games where we yeah. get absolutely battered. Yeah. I mean, he says sometimes. mental strength every single time, but I'd never heard him say cohesion before. There's a discussion about whether he uses the word cohesion. It's not important. No, Will? said cohesion. Yeah, no, he definitely said it last night. Oh. I mean, some people claim that he says it all the time. And other people right. are like, no, I don't know if you heard him say cohesion before. We think, I think cohesion is new. Mental cohesion. Um, we definitely, he definitely almost seemed to acknowledge, and it was on the expression on his face as well that I think he felt responsible. I mean, I know that's not enough for RA, but it might be enough for Will. Was it, what do you think of Wenger's reaction? I, you know, Wenger's reaction was pretty much the same as after every game. I, I think Arsenal. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I don't mean that in a bad or a good way. I think yeah. he does pick up on things that he's done wrong. I think he used to have this reputation for coming out and def, um, a sort of kind of faux Mourinho thing when you've got kind of deflecting the attention away from his players. Faux Mourinho. There you go. So, fantastic yeah, play. I think he, he used to have that reputation, you know, all the stuff like I didn't see it and uh, stuff like that. But I mm. do think he picks up on mistakes quite a lot these days. Um, and I think that I'm going to draw a sort of weird analogy here to the general election. During the general election this year, the attention was on UKIP and their mistakes, but no one else actually picks up on the other managers. Brendan Rodgers at the moment, they just lost 3-0 at home to West Ham. Jose Mourinho, they're last year's champions. They've done absolutely nothing that can... Uh, Attain any Until credit Saturday. Until but they're both under enormous pressure for their jobs. I mean, there's a lot Arsene of Wenger's always under an no, enormous not. pressure. Yes, he no, is. he's always about who, twenty who to talks, one. Only from the back. Only us. Not, not everyone knows he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he gets no, criticism I, I, from I, the press. I, I tell you, I don't, I don't mean in the sense of losing their job. They're all managers of huge football clubs with massive resources and players with big egos, and I think. I don't think the other managers get enough stick, to be quite oh. honest, compared to Wenger. Wenger always seems to bear the brunt of but the isn't also OK, if you're comparing to Mourinho, isn't the difference there? They've just won the league. I mean, I think you can get away... You have a lot in your bank, if you like. You know, and similarly, you know, who's yeah. going to criticise in your general election um, analogy? You know, the Tories, they won. I mean, you know, so if you've just won, yeah. which he has, this dis- admittedly disastrous start, which is hilarious. I'm loving every minute of it. But in the end, he's just won the league. They've won the league Play- period of time. Or we haven't won the league for ten years. That's a big difference, isn't there? Playing on the analogy, the the blue the blue side has won, and the media love him. The exact same. Well, I don't think they do yeah. love him. I think they find him a bit of oh, a twat. But that, you know, they love it, Mourinho. Everyone loves Mourinho. No, he's, he's, he's great for a quote. His game oh, management no, and his him, mind games. But everyone a lot loves of people him. Find him an insufferable shithead. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're called football but, fans. Whereas most um, this whole thing, I have to. All right, the, most of the media love Wenger. They love him. He, they, oh, listen, oh, listen, all the journalists love him, and they, I actually think they give him a less hard ride than perhaps he deserves. I mean, they, honestly, there's a whole myth about the media in Wenger. They, he, 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 he will answer any question they've got, and that's, that is one of the good things about him. I, mean, I, love, you know, I love him as well as a human being. It's yeah. just as our manager, but, I have problems with. But I don't think he gives much away in press conferences either, and that's why people kind of get frustrated. You saw Tim Sherwood interviewed the other day. Looked like his cat had just been run over, basically. You know, Wenger, I don't, I think, often doesn't show that. Well, Tim Sherwood's a moron, though. Um, fair, very fair. It's a, I mean, he, Louis van Gaal is an interesting person. <laughs> he's you very know, interesting. He's, he's brilliant. I mean, he's brilliant value, I think. I, I think he's hilarious. He's very he's interesting. Singing, no, he's, he's, from like, he's from he's a bygone He spent 35 million on, on a player, on a 19-year-old who's hardly ever played before, who's got a brilliant goal. You know, I think, I think Louis van Gaal is he's hugely entertaining. He just feels like he's from an era that oh, no, he's is, is going out of, I don't know, he's like an authoritarian. But there's another manager I don't know that people is, like that anymore. Who should be under massive pressure. He spent 300-odd million pounds. Is he getting that? I think Van Gaal, my ride? prediction is Van Gaal will be gone before the end of the year. I think he's a twat. <sighs> I don't think so. And he's not good enough to get away with as much of being as much of a twat as he is. Liv- I agree with you about um, Liverpool. I think he'll be gone before the end of the year, probably. You think? Brendan. Yeah. He's favourite, he I think, so at the moment. much money. Yeah, I mean, you know. And I, I, I tell you a point. I think, I think 
Uh, the, it's interesting how shit Chelsea have been. It's interesting how shit Liverpool have been. Man United, you know, whatever. They're, they're kind of, you know, issues. But it doesn't. none of that, for me, excuses us. Do you know what I mean? And, he, and I, it, for me, it's all about... we. The problem for me is it's the same thing year after year after year. And it, when is it ever going to be different? That's, and that's different to all those other rivals we've got. It is early to say if the season's going to be different. Oh, really? So I you're telling so me right now, bit. Josh... We're going to challenge for the league. No, I'm not. We're going to go into the semi-final of the Champions League, and you well, all I'm telling happen? you is what I could have told you at the beginning of the season that we'll come third and either right. the last sixteen. So you're underlining my point. Well, I never said it would be that different. I think actually I said we'll finish second, so I'll, I'll stick are to we that. At, we might we at, well finish second. Are we at the point where it's too early? Boy. Two FA Cups don't really buy you any time, and it is Champions League, Premier League, or bust. Is that the, is that uh, the point? It doesn't, right? Time is irrelevant for us until Wenger decides to leave. No, but it seems like that. And that's why I think the mood around supporting Arsenal sometimes is so horrible because it seems we went so long without a trophy, we got that monkey off our back, and now people seem to completely cast that aside and go, well, if we don't challenge for, properly uh, for the league and if we don't win the Champions mm. League, then it's... I mean, aren't no, people, no, no, no. right. people going to be continually disappointed that. if they have question. that expectation? No, it's a good point. On I, don't, I don't expect us to win... Either the Champions, certainly not the Champions League. I don't expect us to win the league. Yep. I expect us to challenge for the league. That, yep. I have one requirement, and I'm, have, yep. I'm delighted we won the cup twice. Yeah. And we'll probably do well again this year. We, we were in the mid seventies. You know, I'm old enough to remember when we were a good yeah. cup team. Then we were still shit. It was still really annoying. Mm. And now, now we're playing the highest prices in world football, as I mention every week. It's different. We've got to be challenging for the league with the money we've, with two hundred million pounds in the bank. There are no excuses anymore. That's just my opinion, and I'm sure. No, it's fair. Ari agrees with me. Yeah. yeah, that's the issue, what? isn't it? It's the, it's the. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you've I got agree. to challenge for the league, in and we situation. should be disappointed. Why can't we be disappointed if we can't win the league once in ten years? You know, no one's saying win the league every year. And to be fair, I agree with you. No one's even saying win it, win it this year. Just put a serious challenge in and stop making the same mistakes. Oh, no, no, we don't, don't, do, get so. I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm disappointed. You know, we're all Arsenal supporters, and mm. we, we turn up to, to win Premier League, watch our team win Premier League matches, and you know, we, we want to win them. But I just, uh, I think. The football's about expectation. If you set your expectations really high, yes, pe- of course, people are going to be disappointed yeah. when you lose a football match every oh, now and again. Let's before we uh, give our um, Chelsea predictions, which are going to be fascinating. I think. I mean, sometimes predictions are just not so fascinating. I insist on them, obviously, every podcast. But I will be interested to see what we will think is going to happen. Let's mention Jack Wilshere, the tragic situation of his injury, which is beyond uh, again miserable, depressing. Josh, yeah, it is, it's just outrageous. I. I, I pre- Put out the, on our little document. We prepare the, the statement from the club, which you know was very formal and I think possibly optimistic, depending on whose um, reports you're reading. Because it, the club have said that they think he's out for approximately three months, but others seem to suggest that there is a danger this could get into one of those stages where it becomes a march, and then is it give him a couple of games before the end of the season, and then you hope that next summer he has opportunity. Maybe you know his mind is already on just getting fit for the Euros. It's just so sad and. I don't know, another year goes by, another year of him not playing more than you know, 15 games and you saw the question marks will always be there. I think any Arsenal fan that really cares about Jack Wilshere, and, and, I, and I, I do, okay. um, should, should wish that the guy leaves the club and goes find another club where he can kind of try and restart his career because the way uh, it's been handled... The situation he's now in after year is a, is a disgrace. Um, he's ne- he's in my view he's never going to have a proper career at Arsenal. He needs to go find a new club, a new medical team, uh, and a fresh start and try and and try and get it going again. Because to keep putting him and everyone through the same process now and keep hoping for different results, 
is a is a fallacy. I really want to see uh, Jack go somewhere else where he can try again, rather than spending his entire career on the Arsenal but treatment. We table. don't know that another club. We don't know. No, no, no we don't know. And obviously, the guy is injury. Maybe it, people can be more injury prone. Yeah, especially when you have but serious. I, yeah, but yeah. I think it. I I disagree with anyone who kind of would hold their hands up and say this has nothing to do with how Arsenal have treated him, with how Arsenal have treated injuries, how he's been brought back from certain injuries. You you have to take some responsibility here um, and that's what I was saying in the summer when I heard there was like interest from him elsewhere you know I don't think it would be a bad thing because I you know how can anyone look at his situation now and say he's gonna he's gonna come back for Arsenal and be like this world beating player over a long period of time I'd like to see him I think he should move on personally. no I, I think that's unfair I mean I, I, I think he would be you know when fit he's like he's great a great play, option yeah, that's, that's why but he's it's also such a, a great shame. option in that slightly, you know more defensive role the play the place for England you know he, again it makes it even more miserable that we're now completely haven't got any other options really yeah. in that department because we didn't sign Schneider then um, but I wouldn't want I mean you, do you really do we know enough are we expert enough I don't feel like no, I no to know one, whether no one knows the full details, is this just right? bad luck is it just is it something to do with the Arsenal I mean who knows Will have you got any do well, you speak to the doctors at the club when you're there? No, I don't. Can you collar one for I, us I, next time? Yeah, I, I'll Thanks. try. I, I know two details. He got done by Daniel Agger in an international match, seriously on one ankle, and done by Paddy McNair on the other. And if you come out of that with a hairline fracture or a tear in a ligament, it is incredibly hard to recover and get back. I don't, I'm not medically qualified enough to say anything, but I know if you, if you aggravate that injury to a certain extent, how hard is it going to be come back to recover and get a full a full set of games? I, to really, come, do you think a new medical team would improve Jack Wilshere's chances? I don't, of I don't. I don't know the full stats. All I'm saying is my my view from the outside, looking at what we are presented with, is this guy hasn't been treated right as well as he should have been. There have been mistakes made along the way Which in are? terms of uh, either diagnosis or how many times has he come back from injury now and a game later two games later he's he's injured right several times but now that is a managerial and a club decision to bring the guy back too soon but i don't th- but i don't think we can blame arsenal for not trying to uh, medical uh, well overhaul the medical department because we bought in a new fitness coach Giroud sustained an injury away at everton last year and he came back quicker than expected so i think we've had a few uh, injuries that have kind of been healed quicker than expected but i don't i think arsenal have identified the problem with injuries and I think we have tried to change it we brought in two oh, yeah. new, two new team doctors it. in the f- yeah. past four years yeah. and I just I think I think, addressed it. I think Wilshere's injury is subjective because I'm not sure there are many other players that suffer the same problem he was, was injured in the, in the, in the tra- charity shield or whatever it's called wasn't he community shield it, might, it mm. seemed like a nothing moment but anyway who, who knows but let's more importantly yeah. Well, I mean, it's terrible what's happened to Jack, but more importantly right now we're playing Chelsea on Saturday 12.45 who, who would be in your team Boyd? For Saturday, would be more or less the team that he played against Stoke. No, definitely, definitely. um, Theo, Theo, definitely not Arteta. Shamina winner should be on the bench. Please God, Oxlade. Um, No, no, maybe instead. I mean, I'm not convinced about um, the midfield. You know, I'd rather see. I'd rather see Ox on the wing. You know, giving him a go from the start, I wouldn't mind, yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, it's unlikely to see Ox and Theo in the same game. That's hardly ever happened in the history of Arsenal. Happened at Newcastle as, the other week. Yeah, that was, that, that was a rare moment, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and we, and we started really well until we got the play set off. So maybe mm. maybe give that team a go. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see some kind of variation on that. What about you? Uh, I wonder, I mean, I, I can't decide who he's going to play up front. Oh. On Giroud or Theo. I don't think it is. I don't think it is clear cut. I don't think it is clear cut. What do you think, Will? I. I think he might put Theo up front because of Theo's record against Chelsea. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm actually. I don't actually know how Arsene Wenger thinks. So I'm. I'm kind of 
not this year, I think. Uh, no, well, you I know it's going to make a substitution in the 70th minute, so you do really. I do. I would love to see. Don't hit me or don't throw your water at me. We'll Shira, slap you. Shira up front with Theo, Theo on the right. Wing. Theo I agree. on the right. No. Because okay. Theo, no, I'm not going to hit you. Or slap Th- Theo's you goal record you. is impressive, but yeah. it, what his goal record well, made up is from the right. You've reminded me of a very interesting point, a, which is no I have defense. A very interesting point, which is why not fucking play them both from the start? <laughs> yes, yes fair. that is a good point. Uh, I have nothing against that. I think play them both. I'm much rather that. Just quickly, I yeah, I wouldn't mind. Um, I love Santi Cazorla, as many people know, but I wouldn't mind seeing Coquelin and Ramsey uh, as a pair with Urzil yeah, uh, in, yeah. fr- in front, Sanchez Alexis on the, on the left, yeah. Yeah. Theo uh, on the right. Yeah. We, can take, we can take this Chelsea team. That they are nervous. They're yeah, not no, very good at the moment at all. That's a good shout. Ari, do you... Do you... Uh, I would think is like the first name on my team sheet. He wasn't great, though. Uh, he's not been great for yeah, a Yeah, but he's, he's absolutely class, particularly in these games when you're under pressure That's in the middle the of the park. He, he can diffuse it. He can uh, play the right one. passes. It's difficult because on one sense, instinctively, I was thinking, yeah, I would definitely play Oxlade-Chamberlain. But then you think... Who who makes way? Because Coquelin's got to play. Because all has got to play. In my mind, I play Ramsey. That player to make space for Oxlade Chamberlain. Chamberlain is Ozil, right? And um, again, it's it's mm, really, really it Ozil. Ozil, you want Ramsey's Ramsey. energy. I think. Mm. Can you show up with uh, Sanchez, Oxlade Chamberlain, Cazorla, and Ozil as a four ahead of Coquelin? Probably not at Chelsea, but it, it's a tough one. Um, Ozil's a tough one as well because he is a class player and I know we could probably do a whole other podcast on him. Uh, yeah, but he got in the neck from the BT pundits, that's not much I was surprised about. He, he's including he's different gravy. He needs a bit more end product. Um, so I'd, I'd probably start with uh, Walcott up front and Oxlade-Chamberlain on the right, yeah. having said that. And yeah, I would, I would take Ozil out of the team. Okay. Um, Bold. It's not going to happen, is it? Uh, can I just ask one quick question about yes, the BT can. sport? What do you think of the fact that all these pundits are now the same across the channels. It kind of feels funny, like Keown, who's like a BBC yeah. voice, was doing the co-commentary yeah. last the ITV night. commentator last night, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it, it was. the standard champ? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And even in the studio, we're so used to like... Well, it's weird to see Gary Lineker. Ian Wright. Yeah. It's, like, it's funny well, how they're general, all I like... Thought, I thought the whole CVG needs some media training, because he is... It's, so it feels so... Just like he's so down, like he's at a funeral. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought when I saw it on Saturday night, I thought it was the Luke Shaw thing that was getting everyone down when I saw him. But then it was the same last night. And it's just, you compare yeah. him to the energy of like Carragher and Neville, and then the BT, it just looks terrible, sounds terrible as well. Well, it's a very, I mean, it's, I could talk about this all night, but I, I have a whole thing about, basically what they do is they get these brilliant, you know, these are brilliant players. Yeah, Rio. I mean, Rio's, I don't think, I think Rio's, Rio's is pretty okay. terrible. Yeah. I mean, he's okay, no, but he's not, he's not, he's, he's also no a bit Neville, down. He's, no Gary, yeah. he's, he's also a bit like down. He's no Carragher, they know what they're doing. They they actually not. They try and work out who is actually a vibrant TV personality and can express themselves in a lucid manner, an enthusiastic manner, rather than just some brilliant player. And they'll throw them in. And it'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's what BT does. In fact, up until this, they used to have like about eight of them all stood up at the side of the pitch. All these great players who could, none of them could string a sentence together. And they're all kind of mm. like terrible. But I agree with you. I think it's a big flaw. But it's good to see Gary Lineker hosting it though, because he's, yeah. he's he's great. And you know, and right is at least is vibrant and interesting. I think. I think you're smiling. Uh, I'm smiling. I think the quickly the majority of football punditry is absolutely shocking. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Awful. I mean, Gary Neville stands as a colossus. Yeah, because he, he, he is because he because he yeah. looks at the game and analyzes yeah. and makes rational conclusions. If you, ever, if you ever, never yeah. watch a game of Test match cricket and say I'm bored, you'd not because the. The, the analysis is fantastic it's second to none but watching football just die. Robbie Savage and all these people oh please God yeah. oh my God oh Michael Owen oh anyway Boy, what's your we've got enough time for this Saturday. we've got to do predictions it's 45 minutes this is a long one this is epic oh, oh, running good, maverick good what's your prediction Saturday boy? well I tell you there's no way we're going to win 
I'll tell you that for nothing. Um, I think we could get a draw, but what, am I deluding myself? Um, I think might, somehow we might get a draw. Because this is a situation where, you think, for me, Wenger's just about does enough to prevent another catastrophic... Because if we lose, then I think the whole Wenger thing is going to snowball. So I think it will be one all. Yeah. You? That's exactly the same score, uh, actually. Okay, it's fine. I saw Chelsea against Crystal Palace a few weeks ago yeah. when, when Palace were brilliant against them and just attacked them with pace and they, they targeted Ivanovic that day yeah, yeah. but I kind of feel he won't play I don't think Ivanovic will play I think he'll put Azpilicueta yeah. right back and Barbaron and get a debut at left back in the Premier League so yeah. I don't know maybe I'm kidding I, w- I Arsenal at 2-1 to one in, in betting terms I, I know is not for me a price to be no, going anywhere near but yeah, let's hope 1-1 one, one. yeah well well, if, uh, what's the offer? So if Arsenal and Chelsea score, your stake gets refunded? If they both score, I... then you get your bet refunded. Yeah, if, after £25. If, if you don't get it right. Isn't Take it? the state of the team's defences, maybe at the moment, I'd stick my cash on Arsenal, draw no bet, which is slightly over-evens at the moment. So if, it's, if it ends in the draw, the bet gets voided. If Arsenal win, you <laughs> oh, get okay. your money. Okay? But what do you think is actually going to happen? What's the score going to be? Well... Come we're on. gonna we're gonna beat Chelsea on Saturday. No, we are. No, we're we're, we're gonna beat Chelsea. We're no, gonna beat we're gonna beat Chelsea. By two, how many goals? Two one. Two one. Are you, are you going, Will? Yep, we're going. Good stuff, Boyd. No, I'll be I'll be having the joy of stretching out and watching it on my BT normal television. Sport. BT, BT Sport. Loving BT Sport. <laughs> yeah. Oh, has really? anyone watched it? I, I tweet, has anyone watched an Ultra HD game yet? On, on mm-hmm. BT. Yeah, they've got Ultra HD. You're a gadget man, aren't you? Probably. Yeah, oh, but it's a it's a whole it's very expensive to get it anyway. All right, I think we'll lose two nil and. We're looking at it, all I ask is that, you know, we could lose to Chelsea and no one should panic or anything yeah. like that. You can lose away at Chelsea and it can be fine, right? But all I ask is it's not the same performance where we start quite well, probably miss a chance. Yeah. 25 minutes in, yeah. John Terry scores from a corner. Uh, it's 1-0 <laughs> yeah. then for a little bit. Yeah, half and, half, and then, yeah, Chelsea yeah. get another 2-0. I just pray <laughs> it's not going to be that way, but I'm pretty sure it will be. Will Walcott miss that chance? That early no, chance. It'll be Giroud if he, if he starts. <laughs> yeah, if he's your selection, yeah. I, but either or both, they both miss chances all the time. You love your game. The difference is Theo 11 and 11. Have you got your new iPhone ordered yet, Boyd? Oh, well, just finish last that because uh, actually I was supposed to give this one back to um, Apple at some to point. its owner. It's a review copy if you really like the details, but I hope maybe I'll get a new one here okay. next week or whenever. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Um, thank you very much. It's been um, interesting. As ever, Will, Ari, Psychic Josh. Just don't overreact. We're back on Monday. Oh, don't overreact. We'll be overreacting on Monday. Yeah, we'll, we'll have this, um, we? Dan Roebuck. It's Jewish things next week. Yom Kippur next Yom Kippur. week. We've got uh, Dan Roebuck of oh. Arsenal TV coming and also Billy. Subway. Billy Lunn. Billy Lunn. Legend. Billy from Subway. Excellent. See you then. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Labrooks are kindly supporting this podcast by giving you up to £50 of free bets when you sign up and enter the promo code LAD50. Just click the link in the podcast description to get it now. Sports Social Podcast Network.